There are some things, that, challenges that we face in life that I think just keep coming and coming and coming. And um, one of those sometimes I think is how busy we are. And I want to talk today a little bit about the start of a new program year, the start of a new school year, and where we are in terms of how busy we are and in terms of finding energy for the things that really matter in life. Now, I know before this latest episode with COVID, we may have been a little looser with how we use the word pandemic, but we still used it. And sometimes people would talk about us experiencing a pandemic of how busy we are. And I came across recently a quote from one of the internal medicine physicians from Mass General, um, a woman named C Susan Coven. And this is what she said. Um, this is just a few years ago. She said, in the past few years, I've observed an epidemic of sorts patient after patient suffering from the same condition. The symptoms of this condition include fatigue, irritability, insomnia, anxiety, headaches, heartburn, bowel disturbances, back pain, and weight gain. There are no blood tests or x-rays diagnostic of this condition, yet it's easy to recognize the condition is excessive busyness. And this morning, what I'd like to do is talk about that a little bit, because I want to talk about how that busyness robs us of our energy for the things that really matter, that robs us of the energy that we have for life. And um, trying to use this as a moment as we start a new school year, a new semester, a new program year at the church, all these different things, to try to have a moment to just stop and reset as all these things start to demand of us in new kinds of ways and to think about what that is. And I, as we do that, I want to be honest with you. I'm preaching to myself, and I hope that you get something out of it, but as often is the case, right? And um, as we look at this, we read the gospel, Tim read the gospel a few minutes ago from Matthew 16, and in that passage, Jesus is talking about surrendering, take up your cross. He's talking about giving up your life in order to find life, and that is a very common theme that Jesus has throughout the gospels that this is the way to find life, the way to find what matters, the way to find real energy. And I want to back up about four chapters, though, and go to where he's, one of the times he said it before this, because I'm convinced that that passage is easier for us to grasp and hold on to at this time of the year when we're about to start all these different things. And that's back in Matthew 11. And Jesus is ultimately going to say, surrender and you're going to find life. Surrender and you're going to find rest. But it's just three verses, so I'm not doing a big deal. But let's back up, back to verse um, 11, 28 to 30. Jesus says, Come to me, all ye that are weary and carrying heavy burdens. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the beginning place of this, I think, is to begin to stop and think about how Jesus starts this passage. For those of you who are weary, for those of you who are tired, for those of you who are facing this real fatigue, I'm calling you. Come listen to this. That's what Jesus, And I think, as Dr. Coven would say, that is an epidemic. That is like our society. That's like who we are because we're like, we start early in the morning and we run all day, and we run to the very last second, and we collapse. And we, we, we do this, and, you know, and, it, and it just goes on. 
And maybe you'll think these statistics will be worse than they are, but just a few years ago, the Center for Disease Control did a, some survey work in this area. And um, what they found out, without giving the whole report, I'm just going to give the extreme part of it, is that for men, 10% of men in our culture say that they are extremely fatigued or exhausted, 10%. And women, probably not going to be surprised, 15%. 5% more than the men, fine, because they're doing so much more than we are, to be honest. But they're, this extreme fatigue or exhaustion is where, where they are. And again, we, we just do so much. And we sit around and we, we have all these balls that we're trying to, ba- to juggle and balance. We have um, all these different expectations of society that so many of us feel that we need to hang on to, or we need to measure up to who so-and-so's doing, whatever somebody else is doing, or sometimes even our, phys- our, our spiritual lives are something that can exhaust us. And Jesus speaks right into that. And I, I was reading a commentary or a, some writings by the Anglican priest and commentary, John Stott, on this passage. And John Stott says, like, he, he kind of makes the point, like, look, Jesus is not being complimentary here, if you don't get this. Like, he's speaking to the humans around him. But what he's basically saying is, you're like an ox that is carrying this huge load and you're on the point of breaking. And this is what you, you need to listen to. That's kind of what the way he says it. And I wonder if that isn't true, that we're at that place of breaking. That's where all our energy goes to try to live up to all these different things. And if we're going to start this new year, this new program year, this new school year with more energy and with more life and with a, in a healthier, better place, I wonder if the first step of it isn't to hear Jesus's words saying to the weary and owning that, being willing to say, okay, I'll admit it. I'm weary. I'm tired. Or are we going to hold on to it and try to just, just continue in some kind of rut? Are we going to continue to let ourselves just be overextended? Are we going to continue to be sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are we going to get to a place where we have to wait for God to correct us and help us? Because I think he does that sometimes, right? I recently read, was reading, um, I frequently read the 23rd Psalm, but I was reading it the other day in the King James version. And, um, and I was thinking about how it's word, worded there. And if Dr. Power is listening, I, I didn't look at the Hebrew yet on this. But, but the way it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And I, I wondered to myself, like, how often it is that it's not like God says to the sheep, uh, here's some great green pasture. Why don't you come over here and take a, a break? It's more like, no, he has to make me do it. Because I want to just keep doing this and running and doing all these other things. But he makes us lie down in green pastures. For us, as we start this new year, are we willing and able to stop and say, yeah, this pace we've done last year, I don't know what happened in the summer, is too much. And I need a bit of a reset. And I want to hear what Jesus says because he starts his passage today by speaking to the weary and to the tired and those who can own that. And I want to look at what Jesus says, and I want to, I want to kind of focus how I'm going to do the rest of the sermon based on the verbs that Jesus uses in that passage. And he really does three different verbs, right? The big verbs in this thing. He says, come, come to me, take, we're going to talk about taking the yoke, and he's going to say, learn. Come, take, and learn. 
And we would talk about this come thing. He's saying, come to me. And he's saying, like, it, he doesn't put a bunch of pre-qualifications on it. He doesn't. Come with your good stuff. Come with your bad stuff. Come with how you're experiencing life. Come with the grief. Come with new circumstances. Come with the struggles in relationship. Come with if you've just broken up in a relationship, whatever's going on, all these different things, whatever you are, grieving something that's happened, grieving someone that's passed. I mean, I'm still trying um, to get my head around that Chadwick Boseman died this week. I mean, 43, all these different things. All, whatever you have, the pains of life, the shame, all of it, he's saying, come. There's no limit. There's no exclusions on it. Come to me. And I think it's interesting to stop and reflect here, too, what Jesus is saying, if you're ready to own that you're exhausted or fatigued, come to me and I'm going to give you rest. He doesn't say, come to church. kind of wish he did. <laughs> but he doesn't say, come to church. And he doesn't say, come to religion. He doesn't say, come to rules or regulations. He doesn't say, come to some time management program or some philosophy or some pattern. He says, come to me. And we're reminded that all the stuff we talk about, he doesn't say come to ritual. He says, come to me. We're reminded again and again that the core of what we're doing in our Christian relationship, the reason why Christ is in the name of Christianity is because we're coming to him and we're walking with him in some kind of dynamic existence, some kind of relationship. And he doesn't care where we've been, what we've done, what shameful stuff. He, he is your God. He knows everything about you. He's omniscient. And he still looks you in the eye with love and says, come. And he not only, he's not just saying, come to me because I'm going to load you down with a bunch of stuff or do whatever. He says, come to me and I'm going to give you rest. And he says this, and we have other passages like from John 6 where he says, those who come to me, I'm never going to push away. Like, you, you got that. He invites everyone, and he's never going to push you away. And when you come to him, he says, I'm going to give you rest. And then he goes a little bit further in that passage and says, he says, I'm not only going to give you rest, I'm going to give you rest for your souls. Like, I think sometimes we think, well, maybe I'm just exhausted with my body and my muscles and whatever else. And Jesus is saying, got that, but this is not the Jesus spa. It's deeper than that. He wants to give you rest at your core, at your soul. He wants to help you find what's important. He wants to help you find the rest. He wants to help you find the energy for life. And uh, there's a passage in Isaiah 40 where it, we get this message delivered to us that says that God renews the strength of those who wait on him. It's being patient and listening and walking with him. Right, And it's the complete opposite of what our world does. Because our world will tell you, if you start to feel empty on the inside, it probably means there's something going on with you that you don't have enough stuff. Or you're not doing enough stuff. And you need to go. Go and do all this stuff. And it's like the world is saying, go. And Jesus is saying, come. Come rest with me. Come find this place. And I think part of that walking with him and coming to him and relating to him is slowing down enough to hear his voice. It's about prayer. It's about being quiet. It's about reading scripture. It's about holding on to him. That's the first verb 
come. And I think maybe the second verb, maybe in, of the three is the hardest, maybe, because he's coming and saying, take, take up my yoke. He's really coming and saying, in a sense, surrender. And I'm going to unpack that. But I think the first part of it is to recognize maybe the reason we're exhausted is because we're always trying to control. I know I am. That we're trying to, I've got this. I'm managing this. This is all about me. I need, I need to do whatever. And Jesus is saying, no, no, come and take this yoke, which is a surrender. Because it's, it's, we take on this yoke. You can think about the images you guys have seen of the wooden yoke made for two oxen or whatever, and you're putting your neck in one, and Jesus is in the other, and he's the stronger animal in this pairing. And so we're going to walk with him. But, the, but there's lots of ways for us to meditate on this part and where the energy comes from that and how that helps. Because we may be tempted to say, oh, I'm already so busy. I'm so busy, and I'm so, I've got all these burdens on me, and now Jesus is saying, take one more thing. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is you put on this yoke, I'm going to help you pull it. I'm going to help you get through whatever it is. I'm going to be the one that's going to do this. I'm going to help you walk with this. And he, and he, he calls us, take on this yoke. And he, and he goes on to say that the yoke is easy. My burden is light. And the reason it's light is because he's going to help pull it. And it perfectly fits. When we talk about this word yoke, it is a word, I think, that has at least two meanings as we look at the biblical text. One is that it's this call to a partnership with God. He's going to partner with us. He's going to help walk with us. He's going to help carry whatever that load is. He's going to give us the grace for the moment, for the hour, for whatever we're walking through. And I think one of the questions we have to ask ourselves in, in view of this is if when we feel burdened and heavy and exhausted, are we walking with his yoke or some other yoke? I was reading, uh, as part of this, I was reading a, uh, one biblical commentator who was talking about this, who, um, who said this about it. He said, every time you get detached from Jesus, every time you get disconnected from Jesus, you're going to get stressed. You're, gonna get, you're basically going to get overloaded because you weren't meant to live that way on your own. He's going to help pull that with us. And that's the way we're meant to live. That's the first part of it, this sort of this partnership part of it. The second part of it, again, is maybe the hardest part of this whole thing, is a surrender of control because you're going to take on this yoke. And part of what that means is, and he, the stronger one is going to move it, which is him. So what it means is we're going to go in whatever direction he wants to go. And we're going to go at whatever pace he wants to go. Can we submit to that and surrender to that? Even if it gives us life, even if it gives us energy, even if it does all, it relieves our burdens, we've got this thing in us that wants to hold on to all of that. I know I do. But this yoke is easy. It perfectly fits us. It will help us get rid of every other yoke that's around our neck. It'll be the one that'll carry it and help us find what's true. And I don't think we'll find peace and the energy we want for life unless we submit that way, unless we take on that yoke. And Jesus doesn't care one bit where we've been or what we've done or whatever the yoke has been on us before that. He's like, come and take my yoke, and that's where you're going to find 
Peace. That's where, let me set the pace, let me set the direction, and that's where you're going to find peace. And every time we start to take it off, we're going to go back to feeling burdened and I think letting a place of unpeacefulness enter into our hearts. That's the second verb. I want to end with one more. And that's the verb where it talks about learn. It talks about learn. And that, the passage that we get says this, Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. And it's one of these things where Jesus will teach us his peace. Whatever it is that he has in terms of his purpose and his peace, he's going to teach us. And I love the way that the translation, the message, does this whole passage because he emphasizes this point. So just listen to the way Eugene Peterson translated it. He says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep coming with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And I'm going to add, with the energy for real life. Starting uh, in about two weeks' time, we're going to do a sermon series in both 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock that's going to be completely focused on learning. It's going to be on discipleship. It's going to mean what it means to follow Jesus as a master, as a teacher, as a rabbi, to teach us these unforced rhythms of life to help us live into what we're talking about on all of this today. And it'll change us. And today, as we talk about putting on this yoke and walking with it, I think we need to give ourselves some grace and some patience because we've gotten, wherever you feel, whatever level of exhaustion you're in, it took a long time to get there. We've kept adding stuff on, and it's going to take some time to get it, get it off. And Jesus says, come and learn these rhythms of grace. They're gentle and humble, and they're going to go against the very things in us that fight against it, our own um, arrogance of wanting just to control everything ourselves, our own aggression where we're not gentle, where we want it now, 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 now. He's going to teach us to let those things go and to walk in His ways. And as we do, we're going to find rest. We're going to find peace. I wanted to start this school year, this program year, on that note, because that is the real energy of life. When we can take on that yoke, when we can get to that place, there's all these things pulling us. We got all these demands. Maybe they're even worse or weird with COVID. Jesus is saying, come and rest. I'm going to help pull it with you, but take on my yoke. Let's pull it together. Let me set the pace. Let me set the direction. Our challenge is just, are we going to hear him? Come, take, learn. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you that you love us so much. You never give up on us. Even in our silliness, as we chase after all these different things, it can exhaust us and suck our energy away. You come to us every day fresh with grace and say, come to me. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble. Lord, give us the strength to take on that yoke and to learn what it is to rest in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.